WSJU Radio, DJ Mad Max on air here with a very special guest in the building, calling in from the phone lines, starting tackle for the New York Jets, Kelvin Beecham Jr. Welcome to the show, and how are you doing tonight? Doing well, thanks for having me. No, no problem. I really appreciate you calling in tonight. Yep, and definitely a perfect time for us both. And um, I want to shout out to um, your publicist as well for making this happen as well. Oh, yes, he's amazing. She makes my, uh, my life a little easier, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you were um, at the Super Bowl a few weeks ago because I saw you on the TV as one of the Walter Payton Men of the Year. How were the Super Bowl events that you attended? It was amazing. Uh, you know, I've never been to a Super Bowl in that fashion, you know, being – um, honored in that fashion, nor you know, just kind of being around the festivities for uh, the Walter Payton Man of the Year, nor the, the NFL Honors. So uh, it was an experience that you know me and my wife won't forget, uh, and one that we'll cherish for sure. Mm-hmm. Now I know you do a lot of off-the-field charity work as well. Um, can you let the audience know, like, what the great deeds you've been doing? You know, so I really spent time in two verticals: one, ending hunger, both both domestic and worldwide, uh, working with partners here in uh, Faithside that also have presence globally, so Feeding America, currently sitting in the Entertainment Council where I get to serve 
um, you know, the food banks that, that I've been a part of, so Central Texas Food Bank, uh, which it serves is my, my hometown, North Texas Food Bank, which services the Dallas and Gibbs-Debbie Metroplex, which is where I played college ball, um, the Greater Pittsburgh Food Bank, where I played in Pittsburgh for the Cedars, the Northeast Florida Food Bank, and Jacksonville, where I played for a year, and now um, the Food Bank for New York City, uh, where I currently now play for the Jets. Um, and then work with Bread for the World, which is a policy-based organization out of D.C., and then World Vision, uh, who I've partnered with over the last couple of years, and have worked on some things globally as far as providing access to clean water on global fronts. And then secondly is uh, STEM, Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics, and finding ways to get uh, young people, especially those who come from underprivileged and underfunded communities, involved in uh, the tech ecosystem, um, because I feel that that's an economy that's um, continuing to, to, to drive uh, innovation, continuing to drive uh, new findings, um, whether it be technology, whether it be healthcare, whether it be uh, fighting some of the diseases that, that are happening right now. So I spend a lot of time just equipping uh, young people with the necessary resources to go out and be positive contributors to, to the, the global economy. Mm, I want to thank you for that. Let's give a round of applause for Kelvin Beecham and his great deeds for the world. Definitely, um, you're definitely making an impact, and we all appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, getting back to the uh, football, um, now you went to college at um, Southern Methodist. Now, um, what made you choose that college? <laughs> My mama. Oh, okay. Honestly, you know, uh, I had a, an opportunity to go to uh, to Iowa State. They were the first one, another one of the first offers that I received. Uh, had a number of D2 colleges here in Texas, but SMU was the first visit. Uh, I went to SMU, had a, a great time, uh, you know, great staff there, beautiful campus. Um, you know, they kind of hit on some high points that I was looking for on the academic side. and It was far, far, uh, far enough away from home, um, you know, but also close enough where if I needed to get home, I could, but if I didn't want to see my parents for a while, you know, far enough to get away from it. But, um, you know, after the, the, the visit, you know, we were driving home, and my mom said, you going to SMU? And that was the end of the story. So went to SMU, you know, first couple of years was a little difficult, but, um, you know, kind of after I got my, my groove and, and, and figured out what my role was on campus and how I could make an impact, um, started to do so, and, and it turned out to be a, a very uh, good decision for, for my life. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on that. And then you went on to be drafted. Now, what was it like being drafted? You know, it was amazing. You know, at the same time, it was, it was a high of high, but also a low of low. You know? mm-hmm. uh, I was drafted, you know, pretty late in the seventh round, 2012 draft. Um, was expecting to go a little higher, but, uh, you know, God had other plans for me. So, drafted 248, uh, a couple picks away from Mr. Irrelevant, and got drafted to Pittsburgh, which is. A team of mine growing up was a huge Steeler and, and Packer fan, so to be drafted by one of the teams I played Madden with, <laughs> that's pretty cool, um, and, and had a great time there in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Now, what was it like uh, playing with Ben Roethlisberger? It was good. You know, he's going to be a Hall of Famer uh, once he hangs it up. You know, uh, he's been a dominant force in the AFC North for, for a long time. It's a hard division to play in. Mm-hmm. Um but it's played in, a, in an era when, you know, it's been dominated by Brady. But at the same time, he's found a way to get him a couple of Super Bowls. So, so really, he had a 
um, a great time playing with him and, and the people there in Pittsburgh. Hmm. And what was it like being coached by uh, Mike T- Mike Tomlin? It was great, man. He's a he's a player's coach. You know, got a lot of respect for him, a lot of ad- admiration for him. Um, learned a lot from him. Um, you know, learned how to manage people, how to manage egos, how to manage alpha males, uh, which is what the, the the league is all about. But you know, he did it with uh, uh, his he did it his own way with with his own bravado and his own kind of cadence, and and you saw. You know, him kind of just do it his way and not go about it, you know, any other person's way. So it was great to kind of just be around him, especially early on in my career, and, and have somebody that really just, you know, showed you what the National Football League was, you know, how coaches thought, um, how scouts thought, um, you know, what the, what the league was all about, you know. Um, he would put it up, you know, on the board in, in meetings and tell you about the people who were competing for a job on the team. You know, mm-hmm. um, was very black and white. You didn't get that too often in the National Football League. No, no, definitely interesting story with Mike Tomlin because he's a well-respected guy in the NFL. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then uh, after you uh, went on to play for the Steelers, you then went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. What was your experience like there for you? It was good. It was quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. It was there for a year. Um, didn't have a season that I don't think anybody in that particular organization was expecting. Um, but it was quick. You know, enjoyed the guys there. Jeremy Parnell was the right tackle there. A.J. Cannon was the right guard there. Um, uh, Linder, who was the center. Uh, you know, Patrick Omame, who, who just had his his, uh, his son not too long ago, was, was my little guard there. So, you know, built some quality relationships, some great friends and friendships. Uh, MP. Marcus Fowler, which is the, the player develop, uh, player di- player di- director, player development director there at uh, Jacksonville. had a really good relationship with him. I talked to him every single day that I was there in Jacksonville. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a business, you know, and they had, you know, Tom Crossman came in and changed some things when he came there, and I didn't fit uh, his new plan. So, you know, made some, some decisions of my own and came on here to New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, and uh, I'm grateful for the, that you're here now. But getting back to um, when you were with the Steelers, uh, tearing your ACL, what was the recovery process and what was going through your mind to make a comeback? You know, the first thing was I couldn't believe that it had happened. You know, it was going through uh, um, a contract situation before the season, prior to the season. Um, and, you know, just didn't expect or foresee that happening. Um, so, uh, you know, it's just, I mean, it's kind of hard to even go back and think about because I've tried to, <laughs> tried to bypass that situation in mm-hmm. that time of my life. But it was a difficult point in life, you know. Um, I just had my daughter uh, the year prior. Um, wife was getting ready to start school at the time. Um, you know, it was just a lot of things that we were juggling around uh, during that time. But. You know, made it through by the grace of God. Was was able to learn some things about myself. Was able to pray a lot. Was actually able to spend nine days with my mother after that had occurred. You know, had never, well, I don't think since I had left college, had been able to spend nine straight days with my mom, just me and her. So, um, it was just, uh, it, it was, it was a, a learning period in my life for sure. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that you were able to recover and get back to where you wanted to be. And I also wanted to let you know, Kelvin, that we have a guest co-host here sitting with me in the booth. His name is Tony Paventa. He's also a member at the radio station and a huge football fan. And he'd like to ask you a question. How are you, Kelvin? You'll, you'll, you'll hear me pop in every now and then in this interview, but it'll mostly be Max you'll be hearing for this entire duration. So um, I was just wondering, since you played for the Jaguars, and I believe the year was 2016, how was the uh, trip to uh, to uh, London? It was amazing. Uh, I love that the NFL is trying to get over to London. I don't think, well, I love that the NFL is trying to get, you know, international, uh, but they haven't been able to do so. But that, that London experience is one, you know, that I wish they would allow us to have a little longer. Uh, you know, kind of get to spend some more time there when we fly in on Thursday and play on Sunday. Uh, your body never really gets used to well, Friday night, actually. Um, your body never really gets, gets used to um, the time zone difference. Uh, but it's a great experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that, that uh, I've enjoyed. I've been to London twice to play. Once with Pittsburgh, we played the Vikings, and then again with the Jaguars, and we played the, the Colts. That I didn't even know. What game? Who did you play against when you were with the Jaguars when you were in London? The Colts. Okay. Now, what was the f- the final score of that game? I don't even remember that game. <laughs> uh, I know we won. It was one of those few games we won that year. But uh, I know, I know, we, I know we won that game. I can't remember the score off offhand. Mm-hmm. Well, that's well, that's good as long as you got the win. And um, and now. Uh, after the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, you were signed to my favorite football team, the New York Jets, which I uh, was very happy for. I remember um, I took a nap. I was like, because oh, it was during free agency, I was like, watch, the Jets aren't going to get anyone good. And all of a sudden I get a notification on my phone that the New York Jets signed Calvin Beecham to a three-year deal, and I was like, oh, thank God. It's been, uh, the thing is, is the, the Jets had a – we had – that's right i remember the year before that there were rumors that you guys might have been in contract uh, talks yeah, I, was, I was in the building for a little while and what was ironic is when i signed the second time it was almost a day removed from the day that i was there last year that uh we were going through the doctor's office and different checkups went to the suits etc um but uh it's been, it's, been a, it's been a positive experience since I've been here. We wouldn't trade anything for the world. We'd love to stay here in years to come. We'll see how things go. Um, but, but we really do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have you there for many more years. You're making the offensive line better for us, which has always been like the weak spot for the New York Jets, I feel like. So when I heard that you signed with us, I was finally like someone that can make this offensive line better. Exactly. It's been fun. But, uh, you know, hopefully we can – um, just some more guys in here and, and, and have some kind of new and build some chemistry and be able to stay together for a couple uh, a couple couple years on end. Mm-hmm. Now, what was uh, it like playing for Coach Todd Bowles? You know, anytime you get to play for somebody that played the game, mm-hmm. um, you always have a lot of respect for him. Todd played the game, won a Super Bowl playing the game. So, you know, just carrying a different level of credibility and, and um, just respect. So, had a kind of respect for him. Um, loved how he carried himself within the good times and the bad times. Loved how he handled adversity. You know, wish things would have worked out here, but again, this is a business. Um, a high-performance business at that. So, know that he's going to do well there at Tampa. Um, like I said, really have a lot of respect for him, a lot of admiration for him. Mm-hmm. 
that definitely definitely handed it very professionally when uh, he was fired. And um, now, what were the differences between Todd Bowles and Mike Tomlin's coaching? Like, how well, how are they in different? You know, I think Mike Mike T was a, a little bit more outgoing as far as just being able to talk with guys and, and knowing which buttons to push collectively. Um, is also and in, in, in individually as well, and was very adamant about it. Uh, whereas, you know, Todd was one of those guys who laid the standard out very early on, and you know, laid his I guess his standard out um, on what he expected from the guys. And if you didn't meet it, just wasn't one of his guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he left it at that. But you know, there are differences and similarities. You know, not good or bad. It's just you know, two two different personalities um, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And now I know everyone knows that we have a new coach in here, Adam Gase. Now, have you gotten the chance to meet or speak with Adam Gase? Yeah, I've spoke with him. Uh, I'm looking forward to meeting him here in a couple uh, a couple of weeks when we report in April. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I've heard good things about him from guys who played with him, guys who, you know, was with him when he was in Chicago as well as with, uh, in Denver. Uh, Actually, one of my good friends, Emmanuel Sanders, was there with him when he was in Denver with, uh, with Peyton. So, um, like I said, there's some good things that, that I've heard from him. So, excited to meet him for myself and get to know him for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to what he can do um, with with you guys. Um, now, with Sam Dartle, now he's a big quarterback guy, and um, I'd love to see what he can do with Sam Dartle. Now, how how is it playing with Sam Darnold? him jump from year one to year, uh, year two. Like usually you hear about rookie quarterbacks that have a, uh, you know, some growing to do in their first year, but when they're able to, you know, see the progression from year one to year two, you see some good things. I think you're going to see a lot of good things from Sam uh, coming up here shortly. Mm-hmm. Now, what was the energy in the locker room at the end of the year? Was it that, how did it change from the beginning of the year? I mean, we were losing, so the, mm-hmm. the, the energy wasn't high. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, again, this is a business, and you realize when you play this game, you sign up for certain things. And when you perform well, you know, things are nice. When you don't perform well, things are not as pleasant. Uh, and towards the end of the year, things weren't as pleasant. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking forward to the new year. Um, is there anything that you can expect from free agency that the Jets may do? Yeah, because I know a few people are asking me, um, especially Jet fans. Uh, oh, you, I, uh, if you could ask him, maybe uh, he might know what they may do. No idea. Yeah. You know, I, you know I'm, I'm an independent contractor. I'm employee 58. <laughs> they don't tell me. Uh, they don't tell me. You know what they got going on and who they're doing it with or what they're thinking. You know, uh, my job is to be as equipped as, as possible to perform at my highest. Highest level when I get back in the building. Uh, when you start training camp and get ready for the season, uh, they don't ask me uh, to make personnel decisions um, or, or draft decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they did, I probably wouldn't be playing. So uh, I, I stay in my lane. Mm-hmm. And um, we're all looking forward to the upcoming season and with uh, Adam Gase. But now, um, my, I, I want to get your take on music because this is also a music show. Uh, are you a fan of hip hop or anything? Okay. Anything gospel, or if you want to go old school, I can go to some some older genres, which which I enjoy. 
Okay, yeah, we can do we could do it. Who are some of your favorite artists? Uh you got Kurt Franklin, mm-hmm. you got um John P. Key, Ty Tribbett, uh and on the kind of urban side you got uh I love Gap Band, I love Temptation, uh Ivory Brothers, Black Street, mm-hmm. uh, old school tank, so uh got some uh some, some older older like I said, older old school music that I like to go back to. Mm-hmm. Big fan of the Isley Brothers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one of the greatest R&B gospel groups of all time. I would say they're, they're up there. They're up there. It's hard to rank like R&B and and hip hop. It's hard to rank those guys because you know, and, and, and females as well. But um, you know, the eras are different. You know, people wanted different things in different eras. You know, it's hard to say you know how good temptations would be right now you know it's hard to say how good you know bruno mars would be you know or lil wayne or future would be you know in the 70s you know mm. um, it's hard, to, hard to, 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 to do those types of things but in their era and in their, and in their time in history um you know they made a name for themselves for sure mm-hmm now, being from Texas, what is the differences that for you personally that between Texas and New York? Now, from you being from Texas and playing in New York, what what do you like about uh, New York from Texas? You know, for one, I love you know the that everything comes through New York at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Somebody you know comes to New York, some show some concert, everybody comes to New York at some point during the year. Um, and you don't get that in Texas. You know, it's funny, me and my wife went to see Aladdin. <laughs> see Lion King, seen other plays. You know, we're like, you can't get this in Texas. No matter what you think about Texas, and we love Texas, you know, you're not going to get uh, Aladdin <laughs> in <laughs> Dallas or in Houston or in Austin. Not gonna get, uh, you know, you may get a version of Lion King, but you're not gonna get Lion King, you know, in, in those, in those, uh, in, in the big state of Texas. So there's something special about New York, whether it's, it's the fashion, whether it's technology, whether it's business, whether it's Wall Street, you know, whether it's players, you know, whether it's the diverse food that you have here in New York. Mm. You, know, you don't get that, even though they don't have barbecue uh, in New York. <laughs> um, but um, you know, you don't get those types of experiences that you get here in New York that you would get in Texas. Mm. Vice versa. You know, I love Texas. You know, I love land. I love cattle. You're not going to find a whole bunch of land and a whole bunch of cattle up here. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to be able to get in the four wheelers and go riding around in, 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 in lower Manhattan, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's pros and cons for both. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely admit that. Now, getting back to the Super Bowl, uh, what, what, what were your thoughts on the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You're right. <laughs> but what did you think of the game overall, though? I enjoyed the game. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, you know, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a football player. Um, it's not about points to me. It's about wins and losses. It's about um, the ebbs and flows of the game. It's about strategy. It's about you know that one play being the, 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 the play that can either make the game or break the game. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every minute of it. I thought it was one of the best Super Bowls that that's been played the last couple of years. Um, you know, it may have been slow for some people, but for somebody that loves the game of football and realizes, you know, in the AFC North, that was, those, were, those were the types of games that, 
you know, I played in. You know, uh, we played in a couple of low-scoring games this year, and I enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, any play could be the play that, that, that you know, can cause you to win. So, um, I enjoyed the game. You know, it was at the game as well. So, you know, maybe a little bit biased, but, you know, I thought it was a, it was a good football game. Mm-hmm. I just want to see the Jets in it soon. I, I want I want you guys in there soon because I'm tired of seeing the Patriots in there. I would agree. Yeah, I would love to see you guys f- finally get to a Super Bowl and um, uh, actually win and get there so the fans can have enjoyment. Um, now, for uh, Tom Brady, what's it like playing against him in the Patriots? If you do what you're supposed to do, and they've been beaten, you know, if you do what you're supposed to do, get pressure on the quarterback, run the ball efficiently, um, you know, you have a chance to win the game. But at the end of the day, they'll wait for you to make a mistake, and when you make that mistake, that's when they cap it last. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's right. And uh, Tony has a question now. Yeah. Um, so you know how um, uh, uh, Sam got hurt midway, midway through the season. You remember this, Max? Yes, right? I remember that. Sam got injured midway through the season, and uh, uh, Josh McCown got brought in as quarterback. Is there? Do, do you and the rest of the offensive line have a different um, what's it called uh, mindset? If it's like two different quarterbacks, you're 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 you're, you're trying to protect in in different parts of the season. Interesting. Now, um, who are some of the most uh, toughest defensive linemen that you had to go up against that personally? Oh, that's right, yeah. Definitely, for the for the, I'm I'm just glad that you're on the Jets because I feel like, like I said, like when you signed years ago, I was like, we finally got the right guy in there for the left tackle position. Well, I hope the Jets feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the fans feel the same way. We just want to see a Super Bowl here, but you know, it's a team sport, and we just gotta f- they just gotta figure out the ways. And oh, Tony, yeah, I just want to ask you about also. Uh, one of like uh, what's his name uh, Jamal Adams off of the defense Jamal Same Adams is, 
obviously you and the, and, and the rest of your teammates have definitely seen the, the many strides that he has taken this season. Um, how is he like, like, uh, like, like you know, like uh, before the game, after the game, in the uh, locker room, socializing? Like, how is he of like uh, if like uh, with you guys? <laughs> just like just like all out like he's a great guy he's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely definitely yeah you could tell he's a motivator for the team he's a great dude you know he's gonna be a great player uh, looking forward to playing with him for years to come mm-hmm. now what is what is the what do you feel like um um the mindset is around this year from what you've seen. Is it finally the time is to win, and are we going to take the next step? Or are the Jets going to make the playoffs this year? Oh, that's the goal every year. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we have the tools to work in right now. Uh, we got to be on the same page with the, with the coaches. Uh, we got to find a way to get things turned around. But I'm excited to be here. Excited to be uh, part of Jets Nation. Uh, excited to, to get back to things in April. Kind of mm-hmm. Now, a, a potential uh, draft selection for the Jets, Jonah Williams from Alabama. Have you heard anything about him or seen him play? No, don't know about him. Okay, yeah, because I was going to be like, this could be a good guy to put in with you guys on the line because that's a potential draft candidate that I was looking at. I'd be like, that would be a great fit for the Jets. Yeah, I don't know too much about him. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I want to thank you for calling in tonight and uh, – doing this interview with me and Tony. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, shout out to your publicist, too, for uh, making this happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I definitely uh, want to keep in touch, too, so when the draft and free agency does happen, uh, we could have you call in again if you're available and uh, touch base on uh, what, what we could see for more expectations for the season. Cool. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, th- thank you. I appreciate you calling in, Kelvin. Yep. Have a good night. Bye. All right. There you have it. Yep. That was, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Gave I told you I'd pop in every now and then. Yeah. I asked him. I, I, I feel like my questions were up to par. Talking about his mm-hmm. experiences in London when he was playing with the Jaguars. I for, I didn't know he went there when he was playing for the Steelers. Yeah. I, I was just focusing on like because the Jaguars practically have have like a second home in London. So I just figured I would ask him that, and also the Jamal Adams question, because I know Jamal Adams is becoming a, a a budding star on the roster. So that's where that that's where that question came. I'm from. looking forward to seeing what they can do with the Jets, because I feel like with the mm. most cap room right now, they can actually make a move. Kelvin Beachum, I like him as a player. Oh, I, yeah. I've been a fan of him for a while now, and when they signed him, I was like, Oh yeah, I asked him three questions. I asked him what I asked him about the Sam Darnold and Josh McCown yeah, stuff. You asked him about that. You brought some good points to the interview, but I think the Jets can definitely make this next step up with the amount of money they have and the place they are in the draft. The, the third pick, they could definitely make a good draft selection here mm-hmm. with Jonah Williams or uh, or uh, Quinn Williams, the the defensive back, yeah. or uh, Rashawn Gary. I mean, it's. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. There's there's a lot there's a lot of ways that this that this team can go into this off season. Um, I'm not surprised when he said that he that he doesn't know because it's like, you know, that's a little more like front office type yeah, stuff. Right. Yeah. 
But I was just gonna try to get his but, take on what if he's seen him, what does he like about him, yeah. and how he could fit the line. What I like, my my favorite part about this interview was when you asked him about the uh, the uh, Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and you asked him how how you how how he thought of it, and he and he's like, well, we're not in it, we weren't we in weren't it, we weren't in it, yeah. <laughs> that's the best that's part. The, that's the main that's really thing. good spirit though. Like that shows that he has a goal set in mind, and he's on board with his teammates. That you know. Yeah, the like yeah, we watched the Super Bowl, but the main point is that we weren't in it, so that's how I feel about it. Like that's just that's just a real motivating spirit that I feel like this Jet team needs to move forward with a young with, with a young quarterback. So it, it, it was a really nice interview. He's a re- re- really really soft spoken guy. He yeah, definitely very humble. Does a lot for people. Absolutely, off the field, charity work. And went to college because it's his uh, his uh, mother's alma mater. Is that what he said? Yeah, he went there because of his mother. His mother's uh I mean, it's perfect. He's from Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Mexia, Texas. He, he said he was a Steeler and a Packer fan growing up. Yeah, he's a Steeler Packer. That's fan. That's a little unorthodox, you know. Mm-hmm. You usually be a Cowboy fan if you're from Texas, mm-hmm. like. But yeah, that was interesting. That that definitely was interesting. I wouldn't realize that he would. have growing up a Steeler or Packer fan because hmm. you, you're right with Texas you're either a Cowboy fan or even going way back Oiler Titan fan yeah but that was a really like also interesting his most his most like you know his his toughest opponents were probably who he, he said Terrell Suggs Khalil Mack Von Miller you know Khalil the, Mack Jadavion Clowney the usual bunch yeah those guys mm-hmm. that we hear about all the time it's like it, they are tough opponents, you know. He he does his job valiantly. The Jets' offensive line is not is 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 not like bad. It's actually pretty good, mm-hmm. you know. There's always there, but there, there, there there's always room for improvement on in any facet of the football team, you know. Mm-hmm. But they have a pretty nice foundation to protect Sam Darnold here, and if they can add an, another piece on like that Jonah line. Williams. Jonah Williams, well, yeah, they, they they could be in pretty good shape, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what they got to use that hundred million for. Mm-hmm. They got to oh. protect Sam, get him weapons. Absolutely, let's get it done and get some nice deep, get some nice cornerbacks, mm-hmm. defensive backs too. That's right, and they cut Spencer D-lineman. Long. <laughs> they cut the center Spencer Long, which I mean, I was for because I mean he, he couldn't even get off a snap last year. Mm-hmm. It was just. Got awful, and they got rid of him. But now they have to fill that position. Who do you think? I know they got this guy Harrison. I believe his name is that they were sliding in because Long was injured and not I think playing well. It's either they, it's either they sign a guy, or they just put the next the someone that was second on the on the depth chart up to start. Because centers, it, you could find centers from a lot of places. Mm. You know, I mean, I know that that Nick Mangold isn't isn't walking in anytime soon, but you know, maybe you could find the next Nick Mangold. Yeah, they could he's use. One, he's one of a kind, though. I think, don't they, you think? They could use Nick Mangold right now. Oh, they could with this young quarterback. They really could. Nick Mangold would definitely fit great in this offensive line. I think so, but. It was a really, really good interview. You should definitely get more professional athletes on here. <laughs> <laughs> no one's stopping you yeah. from bringing on guys like like Kelvin Beecham. Really, really good stuff, man. I appreciate that. Really good. You gotta like, and not just the Jets. Like other like like all over the place. I don't even care if it's like tennis. 
or golf. Gets get professional yeah. athletes. Yeah, same <laughs> with you. You get wrestlers on. That's a little tougher. Yeah, those guys never, those, never say never or tougher, but you could you could do it. Yeah, but so um so tell us what's like who's next up on your docket next week. Next up on my show docket next week will be local Warbucks. We all know who he is. If you're a listener of mine, St. John's own Left Rack City Queens own Loco. Now is he a junior? Yes, he's a junior. Mm-hmm. He will be calling in. I mean, no, he'll be coming in next yeah. week. Yeah. So you better, so you better get that picture in front of the door. Mm-hmm. And I had, had one already. I had two with him actually. I've done two interviews. One was the the first interview we did, just promoting his music. Second one was a redo because the recording didn't work. Well, it's a whole other story. And the this one coming up will be for his upcoming album, Winter Sprinter, which he will be releasing very soon, and he'll be having an album release party this Thursday. Go check out New Black Soul on Instagram and hit him up if you want to attend that album release party in Midtown Manhattan, which I will be at. So get ready for Local Warbucks' Winter Sprinter, and we'll be there. Now, Tony, I want you to I want to thank you for the show, and I want you to shout out uh, yeah, World show. Wrestling Radio, you know it's on Thursdays from 12 to 1 here on WSJU The Voice. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter is at, at WSJU Wrestling, ask the, at WSJU Wrestling. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, at, at the beginning of the show, I, I already gave you the gist. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? but you want to shout it out twice, though. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah, World Wrestling Radio, Thursdays 12 to 1, at WSJU Wrestling. You know, it's to think. I used to do my show. At like on like Tuesdays at like seven o'clock from like seven to eight thirty, hour and thirty an hour and thirty minutes. I know your show was also hour and thirty minutes. Yeah, like but mine's like pure. Mine was purely talking music. I didn't, I didn't have interviews like how you have that could you know cover an entire program and some more. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it, th- th- those days were fun. But now I want to dial back and just. You know, do an hour just talking, and that's really it. You know, mm-hmm. but it was really fun coming on tonight. Really, really special night. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you coming on here. And anything else you want to add, or that's um, it. just to get more professional athletes. <laughs> <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing with the local artists and stuff, man, because that's really cool. Because the because the one we had before in on the on the episode before, because I know this will be two separate two separate. Shows, yes, right? yes, yes, because I'm going to give the spotlight to each person. Yeah, so one. you'll just – so the episode before this one was really good. Marquis Martin, shout out to him for calling in. Yeah, so – And uh, shout out to Kelvin Beecham for calling in as well. I really appreciate it. St. John's appreciates it. WSJU Radio appreciates it. Absolutely. Anything else? Uh, nothing, not, nothing from me. It's up to you. It's now down to you for your closing remarks. It's down, it's down to me now. Uh, again, just thank you for everyone who called in tonight. We will be touching base soon uh, in the draft. Every week we'll be counting up to the draft expectations and hopefully we get Kevin, Kelvin Beecham to call in again on who we pick up at free agency, draft expectations, and then just stay tuned until then. And I'll be closing out with uh, Green and White by D. Hodrick. You can find him on SoundCloud at D. Hodrick. Green and White, a Jet fan song. And uh, next week, Loco. 8 to 9.30 p.m. Yeah. And then it'll be spring break, and then we'll be closer to, to the end of the semester than we were from the beginning. Mm-hmm. How can, can you believe that? I can't. It's, it's breezing by.
breezing by. It is breezing by, and you're a senior. It's yeah. your last semester. Yeah, I'll be out of here soon. But you still got a lot of time, man. So keep booking those interviews. <laughs> Get like and organize them well. Mm-hmm. You want to get as many people on here as possible in the next two years. You're only a sophomore, right? Yep. Yeah. Next, you got two years worth of interviews. Yeah. Use it. You use that time wisely. Yes. So, yep. Yeah, so close us out. I'm closing you out. Uh, stay tuned to my Instagram at the Real Max T H E R E E L M A X. Both on Twitter and Instagram. Same name. Uh, I want to shout out my new website, which was just uploaded and live, and which everyone can see at Max rcoglin.com which you can follow that in the bios of my Twitter and Instagram pages in which I'll have my interviews listed, uh, about pages, uh, music and bio all that good stuff for you interviews and in which we'll link back to my Podbean which I'll post this episode and other interviews all my interviews on in which you could go check that out later in which if you didn't get to listen to it live you'll be able to listen to it later and uh, next week stay tuned 8 p.m. I'll be back here WSJU Radio live from St. John's University, Queens, New York. Take flight. It's time to take flight. It's time to take flight.